Hey y'all, I'm Kim. And I'm Joanne. We are the registered dietitian nutritionists and hosts of Nutrition Lifestyles with Kim and Joanne. So we wanted to tell you what our podcast is all about. Our podcast is designed to educate and excite conversations in women's health, food, nutrition, wellness, and cross-cultural health topics. Every week, we'll discuss proven techniques with an entertaining flair to energize you and encourage you in your journey to a healthier, physical, mental, and social well-being. So hold up, hold up, Jay. We're going to tell them what this means in other words. So our podcast doesn't only focus on the black and white of food and nutrition, because you know if you have a problem, your problem is almost always a different shade of gray. Am I right? right? For instance, one can argue that kale is healthier than spinach, but is it really though? In Nutrition Lifestyles, we're going to take you on a journey. We're going to teach you how to break down the latest craze in food when it comes down to pop culture. So if your goal is to live a better lifestyle and you are interested in becoming a better you, then listen to this episode to find out how. And also subscribe to Nutrition Lifestyles with Kim and Joanne on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And don't forget to share this with your friends. Hey everyone, this is Joanne and Kim. Welcome back to Nutrition Lifestyles with Kim and Joanne. So in the black community, you often hear people talking about having the itis after eating a meal. Am I right, Kim? You are right. So the itis is typically a feeling. Kim, explain to our audience what someone means when they say they got the quote unquote itis. So by scientific terms, itis means inflammation, but in modern language, the itis is usually what someone will say when they have eaten a very large meal and they feel super sleepy and super sluggish after eating. Right. And I'm glad you mentioned the scientific definition of itis because there are a lot of people living with debilitating illnesses and diseases that just chuck it off to genetics or they think it's because they're aging and it has become their new normal. So it's where they think this is how I have to live the rest of my life because Mm. this is what my body's telling me to do. What they don't realize is that most of the time, the itis you are experiencing has a lot to do with your nutrition lifestyle. So a couple weeks ago, speaking about the topic of genetics and age and lifestyle choices, Joanne, you sent me a text message. I did. And that text message was a video that you had me watch about Will Smith. He called an emergency red table talk with his family related to his personal health issues and the health issues of his children, his wife, and his mother-in-law. Yep. Mm -hmm. For those of you that did not see that Red Table Talk episode, I'm going to give you a brief synopsis so that we're on the same page. So Will Smith started out by talking about how he and his family went on vacation after he had filmed the um, Aladdin movie. And he was saying that his food choices and eating habits during this time were not the best. Um, He went on to say that, for instance, for breakfast, he would have four to five muffins. And for lunch, he had a Moscow mule. That's it. That is just so crazy to me. It's crazy and funny at the same time. Yeah, it is. So from this, I'm pretty sure from this and other lifestyle and diet choices, 
he went up to the most weight he has ever weighed in his adult life. And that was 225 pounds. Now to give y'all a visual, because we are visual learners. Joanne, do you remember when he did that movie, Ali? Yep, I do. He was thick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He sure was. So in that movie, he weighed 223 pounds. And that was all intentional weight gain because he had to look like a heavyweight boxer. That is so crazy. (laughs) I can't believe he did that. So at 225 pounds, that was unintentional weight gain. And Will is honest, he wasn't too happy about that. So in this Red Table Talk episode, he was saying after vacationing with his family, he decided to go home and he did a 10 day fast. Now, he doesn't say if it was a fruit fast or a full blown fast where you don't eat nothing. He doesn't say what type of fast it was, but he says during the fast, he was still taking his blood pressure medication and he started feeling lightheaded and dizzy. So he took his blood pressure and his blood pressure was mad low. (laughs) So he stopped taking the blood pressure medication during this 10 day fast and he realized that his blood pressure normalized. So he had to ask himself a question. He had to ask himself if he really had high blood pressure to begin with or was he eating himself into having high blood pressure, which to us is Two very valid questions. Yep. Mm -hmm. I think the most interesting part of the Red Table Talk for me was when the family started talking about nutrition and started saying that food and nutrition is a very hard topic. And I'm so glad they pointed that out because nutrition is confusing for a lot of people and people just think it's easy and there's a confusing side to it. It, There really is. Right. So at this point, the family started talking about their personal health struggles related to following a vegan diet and over-exercising and being addicted to food, skipping meals, having difficult bowel movements, and also food sensitivities. So then they had like a little family intervention and they employed the help of a nutritionist and a functional medicine physician. So Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure, you know, I don't want to leave you guys hanging. You guys want to hear the end of the story of the Smith's family nutrition and lifestyle intervention, but it is currently in the works and it will be available later on in a Red Table Talk episode. Right. It will be. And I don't know about you guys, but Will Smith has not looked like he was 225 pounds to me in the last few months. Definitely not as big as he did during Ali, which makes me think that he was and is probably experiencing a lot of water retention Mm -hmm. due to the inflammation he was experiencing. And that's where that weight gain was occurring. What really resonated with me from the Will Smith um, family Red Table Talk intervention was the feeling of lethargy that everyone was feeling. So my question is, are you really tired because you've just eaten too much, as we'd like to think, or is it your gut trying to tell you something? So in for myself, mm. 2013, actually, I developed several debilitating symptoms. I had joint issues. My joints were hurting all the time. I was always tired. And when I ate certain things... I would feel like my abdomen was on fire. Um, I didn't know what was going on. You know, being in a health field, you know, it was even puzzling to me 
So I went to see my doctor, who is an awesome physician, and she found that I had a bacterial infection called H. pylori that had damaged my gut. So via testing is how she, um, blood tests is how she figured this out. So she recommended me to see a GI specialist. So when I went to see the GI specialist, they confirmed that it was indeed the bacterial infection H. pylori. They then prescribed me very, very harsh antibiotics. And believe it or not, those first round of antibiotic treatments did not even work. So I had to go through a second round of the same antibiotic treatment and it was just horrible. So the combination of the damage that the H. pylori had done to my stomach, my gut, and the two antibiotic treatments just caused severe damage to my digestive system and I became intolerant to a lot of foods that I used to enjoy and eat all the time. And these are not foods that you typically think are unhealthy. Let me, you know, tell you guys this ahead of time that it was just like your normal whole foods that I, you know, consuming in my diet. So at first the doctors, they could not even figure out where my severe joint pains were coming from and my tiredness and, you know, all the malaise that I was feeling. And so I was referred to a rheumatologist. So the rheumatologist did some tests and he couldn't figure it out either. And he was thinking that maybe I had lupus or um, um, rheumatoid arthritis And he actually did some tests for that. Thank God that they have markers to test for those. Because I was like, let me tell you, I was scared out my mind when he started throwing those conditions out there. So those tests came back negative, thank God. And, you know, we were like still at back to square one. We couldn't figure out what was going on. But being that I am in the field of nutrition, I realized that when I ate certain foods, the symptoms would appear. Mm. And so I um, started talking to my doctor about that. The doctor didn't agree because of the fact that there's not a lot of evidence, he said, that was correlating that food so with funny. the symptoms that were I was experiencing. And I'll tell you guys this. I, I don't know if Kim may or may not agree with this, but a lot of the time when it comes to evidence-based, the lack of evidence may be because of the fact that There's not a lot of studies that have been done to prove it right or wrong. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't mean that it's not true what you're actually saying. So when it came to my situation, the doctor was saying that there's not a lot of studies that have been done. So I started doing my own research. I mean, I'm a researcher. I started researching and I found an actual protocol that would help me figure out quicker than the normal elimination protocol that we're used to in our field of nutrition. So I actually trained in that protocol and I became my first patient. The protocol typically it measures your blood against 150, um, I think it's 170 something now of the most popular foods consumed in the United States. So it was a pretty thorough test. So after initiating the protocol on myself, within 14 days of being on the protocol, my symptoms, they actually reversed. And after a few months of being on that protocol, most of the foods that I had issues with that were triggering my symptoms, I no longer had issues with them anymore because I had allowed my stomach, my gut to calm by removing the problem foods. And I slowly put them back in to see if I had issues with them and I did not. And it was, it was great. Um, And that's one of the differences 
between intolerances and allergies, they're not the same thing. Um, you can actually put intolerances back in your diet while allergies most likely may be out of your life forever. Right. So along with that line, for, first of all, thank God, Joanne, that everything is okay with your <laughs> health. Definitely. So with the food intolerances, we want to give you guys just a little more understanding of that. So food intolerance, it occurs when you have difficulty in digesting certain foods. So physical mm -hmm. reactions definitely occur when the foods are consumed and they include, but are not limited to like nausea and vomiting. You can get heartburn, gas, um, cramping, as well as bloating. So determining a food allergy versus a food intolerance can be very difficult as the signs and symptoms of both tend to overlap. And something else that I did want to bring out, especially with Joanne, Joanne is a registered and trained dietitian nutritionist. So she used her feel of expertise when other health professionals really did not know what was going on with her. So she was mm -hmm. able to help herself. So the next question comes, how do you know if you really have a food intolerance? Because as I stated before, the signs and symptoms can be similar mm -hmm. to that of a food allergy, which kind of makes it hard to identify. So food allergies are um, an allergic reaction. What Joanne said, you kind of have to definitely not kind of have to eliminate the food from your diet, yep. period, mm -hmm. period. A food intolerance, on the other hand, can be reintroduced and it is definitely dose dependent, meaning that you have a small amount of the food and it doesn't give you any type of reaction. But if you have a large amount of that specific food, it triggers symptoms. Uh, for instance, I have a food intolerance to bell peppers out of all things. Uh, I can eat a very small amount of bell peppers and it doesn't bother my stomach. But if I eat too much, then I get the pain and the gassy, bloaty feeling. Also, food intolerances can be delayed in their reactions. So if you eat something today, you can wake up tomorrow or the next day feeling weird and not realize that it was actually the food that you ate the day before that caused you to have this awkward feeling. So you guys may be wondering what can cause a food tolerance and so many different things can be the cause. For example, it could be the lack of certain enzymes that are necessary to break down that food that you're lacking in, that you're not no longer um, producing properly. Example would be someone who's lactose intolerant may not be making enough of the enzyme lactase to break down the lactose properly. So they may have to supplement and get lactase enzymes over counter to help them with their lactose intolerance. Um, you may have a medical condition um, such as IBS or Crohn's that may be causing you to have um, a food intolerance. And stress actually can be a reason why the lining or your gut is no longer processing as it should and also overuse of medications. So in the United States, we are known to use a lot of medications, you know, whether it be antibiotics that we're using, because I've seen doctors throw antibiotics when antibiotics yeah, are not true. even needed. Like they didn't even test to make sure that this person has a bacterial infection that needs antibiotics for treatment. And um, us as women, I use birth control pills for a period of time, like for years. And that has been shown to cause damage to your gut. So 
there could be so many different reasons why you're now experiencing food intolerances and it you know it's different from person to person and it's kind of hard to tell if you have an intolerance or an allergy so it is always best for you to go to your doctor if you're having issues to make sure that what you're thinking it is it is what it is Mm -hmm. food intolerances it can be so debilitating and chronic and people don't even realize that because we always think of um lactose intolerance That's the first intolerance, food intolerance we always think of, but there's so many other different intolerances, food intolerances that could be debilitating where it's causing people not to be able to function in their daily activities. So if you have a food intolerance, the good thing is that it is not forever. Treatment with a doctor or a dietitian um, can help you be able to live pain-free, you know, while reversing that intolerance. Um, altogether. And even if treatment through uh, medical nutrition therapy doesn't work, you may be able to add enzymes, um, orally consume enzymes that will help you digest the foods that you may be having issues with. Also, I like to tell people, don't compare your symptoms to others. We do a lot of um, Dr. Google nowadays where we're Googling things and we're like, oh, this person has that. That's what I have. When it comes to food intolerances, it's kind of hard for you to tell what's causing your food intolerances and what kind of food intolerances you may have. Mm-hmm. You may be having the same condition as a person next to you and that person and you are experiencing totally different symptoms. The same example can be used vice versa where you're experiencing the same symptoms as the person next to you and the condition that you have and the reason why you are, um, or the food intolerances, I should say, that you're experiencing are completely different. So treatment and therapy for your situation is going to be different. So don't compare what the person next to you is doing to what you should be doing. And when it comes to food intolerances, the issue is not always foods we would quote unquote deem as unhealthy or processed foods. So I want you to keep that in mind. What I will say is our recommendations that Kim and I have been giving you guys of eating the rainbow and sticking to foods that are as close to their original state as possible when you're cooking stands. And that is always the first place to start when you're living a healthy nutrition lifestyle. Now, if those symptoms that you're experiencing still persist after you've started eating a good, healthy nutrition lifestyle, then you can dig deeper and see someone like myself who is trained in inflammatory nutrition conditions or go see a doctor so that you can figure out what is what is it that may be causing your symptoms. Why am I feeling this way? Why are my joints always swollen? Why do I always wake up with a headache? What's going on with me? Right. So definitely, as Joanne stated, it's very important to get checked out. And I really believe um, the Smith family is doing the right thing by getting checked out. You know, mm-hmm. they realized that, you know, their bowel movements weren't the same. They were having malaise and lethargy and things. Their mood overall was it just wasn't right. So if you guys are experiencing any type of those symptoms, definitely get checked out by a physician or work with an experienced 
registered dietitian such as Joanne is that is experienced in things related to the proverbial itis. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Mm-hmm. And if you want to communicate with us more on the proverbial itis, go ahead and check out our Facebook page. As usual, remember to give us five stars and don't hesitate to share this episode. Thanks for listening. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye, guys. If you haven't subscribed to the Nutrition Lifestyles podcast, please do so. Most importantly, we want to extend a special invitation to you to join the Nutrition Lifestyles with Kim and Joanne Facebook page and the Nutrition Lifestyles pod club. You were not meant to do this alone. It is important for us to surround ourselves with people who mirror positivity related to health and nutrition. So all you have to do to follow our page and join our private pod club is hop on over to Facebook and search for Nutrition Lifestyles Pod Club and the Nutrition Lifestyles with Kim and Joanne page. Click on the join and like buttons respectively, and then you will gain access to tips to jumpstart a nutritious lifestyle a tribe to cheer you on your journey, hot topics on health and nutrition, and also it's a hub to connect with me and Kim. We are really looking forward to mingling with you. So see you on Facebook.